Hello and welcome to the Spirit Talk Podcast, where we'll talk all things spiritual. I'm your host and the creator of the podcast, Brandy Bolton. Join me at looking at spirituality from many different angles. There will be no stone left unturned. From science and spirit to topics that some may call woo-woo, I will also discuss my own experiences as a developing psychic and medium. This podcast is for all the seekers out there, and I sincerely hope you enjoy. Hello, Soul Tribe. It's me, Brandy Bolton. This is Spirit Talk. Thank you for joining me once again. Or if you're new here, hi, how are you? Please enjoy. Today we have a special guest. Uh, If you are enjoying the podcast, please consider giving it a five-star rating and a review. Share the love. Uh, It helps people find the podcast and it helps me feel seen and heard and everybody loves that, right? So consider giving a rating or a review or both. Listeners, today we have a special guest, Jenny Miller. She is a breathwork practitioner, an intuitive, an astrologer, and an all-around cool person. We have a chat about all of those things that I just mentioned and much more. Without further ado, please enjoy my conversation with Jenny. Thank you so much, Jenny, for joining me, and it's a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to chat. Me too. We've chatted once on a live before about ghosts. Yes. I loved our talk. That was awesome. I loved our talk too. And since then, I've just continued to develop my own philosophy on ghosts. So yeah, we can save that for a later time because that is a big can of worms. It is. It is. Well, do you have a short, like what's your, is, has it changed? Has it shifted your belief in ghosts? Just a little, I think I was, or for a little while I was taking in what a lot of spiritual teachers and people who are mediumistic and intuitive talk about in that there's no way it's love and light, you know, that kind of thing. And that's okay with me. They can go ahead and believe what they're going to believe. But when you experience an energy that is so obviously different than other spirits who have crossed over, who being a medium, you have the experience of connecting with, and then you experience another energy that's so different. And it does have kind of um, earthly kind of feeling like it's close. My philosophy changed and is ever evolving. So yes, I do believe in ghosts, but it's complicated. (laughs) I think it's more like them who are keeping themselves here. Like just because we passed doesn't mean now we're one with source and whatever. We still have this individuality to our soul for the most part, I think, until Mm -hmm. you're fully enlightened and involved and just become one with source like as long as you're going into more lives you have an individualistic nature to your soul right so I think somebody with a lot of trauma or self-deprecation self-hate not feeling worthy to go Mm -hmm. to the the light may stick around longer than some others yeah totally yeah that's something I just I could never deny that I I can't say that there's not ghosts, you know, and because I have experienced it many times 
and different kinds of, you know, quote unquote ghosts. Like some, I would say, just as you were talking, like some seem to me like it could be a fragment as well, like that the energy is, let's say maybe of the lower energy frequencies kind of like stays here and hovers on earth where it can kind of like cling to some of those energies that are here, right? Because earth is so polarizing as it is. But I mean, I haven't, you know, it's funny. I haven't really like sat and thought about my whole philosophy around it either. I just know that I've experienced it and there's no way of denying it for myself. And no, not every single ghost that I've seen has been like a family member or something. Actually, none of them have. (laughs) So I, and that's just not how I experience ghosts because I've had ones where, yes, like you were saying, maybe they're like lost or feeling like they're just not ready to, to go up or, or I've experienced more with like this fragment energy that feels uh, a little scary sometimes, but I can't, I can't deny that. And now that I, you know, I know that maybe it's something that they notice in me, like, you know, maybe the light in you they're drawn to. And um, I just, you know, do my own energy work around that. And, and obviously, like, I've never been looking for them to come here, you know, but you just, put your boundaries up and you're like, I'm good. No, you can, <laughs> you can uh, not hang around. And I, and I, I mean, energy is in everything, right? Like even since I've moved up here to Squamish, I haven't really had any of those experiences, but I feel really different in this home than I have in my last home and just you know, other places that I've visited, just that this home feels like a sanctuary to me. And not to say that like, you know, everywhere in Squamish is like that for me, maybe I pick up different energies in different places, but I feel pretty, like I feel safe, you know? So yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. That whole topic, right? (laughs) Okay. So I said, we weren't going to get into this. I don't know why, but we are, and it's beautiful. So let's go with it. Yeah, places do hold mm-hmm. energy sometimes of mm-hmm. and and people I think do kind of misinterpret that as a spirit being stuck, but some places just hold an energy and it's like a repeat or like yeah, it's like a loop of this mm-hmm. energy that stays, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I live in Mission and it has quite an energy about it. I feel the same way about my home as you just described about your home. I feel safe. It's very clear. I clear it all the time and I do a lot of energy work to my home, the building itself. But there's a place in Mission that has a lot of heaviness there and I've been there to visit just kind of to see what am I going to feel here. And there was there's a cemetery there and there is exactly what you were talking about, that kind of stuck energy. Well, there might be ghosts there, but I don't think what I was feeling is a ghost. It's like on the land. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. The energy of the land too. And mm-hmm. definitely, definitely as a sensitive person, you're going to pick up on those things. Yeah. It's, it's all so interesting that way. Yeah. So when you moved to Squamish, your current town, Mm -hmm. did you feel like an energetic shift just from the new place? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, for me, I lived in the city. So I lived in Vancouver for about 12 years and it was time, you know, I, I, uh, I think it was time to leave the city and yes, I feel a shift because, you know, just in terms of like the practical side of it, obviously it's less busy up here. There's less people. It's, it's smaller. So you you take on that energy of it being like a smaller town feel and all that kind of stuff. And also being up in the mountains and still having the ocean there and just the nature around here is, you're going to get so much more of that than obviously if you're living downtown in the city, right? So the whole energy of that is so much different. And like I say, timing, it was just, it was time. And it's interesting. I think I'm just like the, I need steps, right? Because even now I'm like, "Mm, I'm almost ready to take it even further and like go live deeper away from town even. But it's like, I need those like small steps to kind of move that way. Mm -hmm. And yes, it's interesting because I actually, in Squamish, it can be uh, quite, it's actually on a Pluto line for me. So it's quite (laughs) deep energy, (laughs) but I, I don't feel it as much. I do feel pretty good energy here, but that's because, you know, I'm here with my husband and like our energy together, make it what it is. And, and, you know, we spend a lot of time in nature and, and, you know, not taking advantage, but taking advantage of where we live, right? Like we're just, just amazed by what's right outside. So. Oh my goodness. I love what you just said because it sparked something within me. I'll make an observation based off of Instagram. So sounds kind of maybe like a stretch to get this idea from Instagram, but about you and your energy, something that I think maybe you've recently developed or maybe not, you seem to live life mindfully and be really good at being present and kind of have your life as a meditation. Does that resonate with you? Well, I love that you said that. That's how I'd want to live. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And and yes, I think you know, I think that being here and being in nature and immersed in it in that way, I've obviously have just more awareness of nature really, right? And like the beauty that surrounds us and living in harmony with it. And then also that inspires me to be creative and really like take on that creativity that I find inspiring from nature, you know, Mm -hmm. so I do really, um, and I mean, I spend hours of my day outside because we've got a puppy who, (laughs) I mean, she's one now, but we need to be outside and Mm -hmm. she needs quite the run. So it's really taking in my surroundings and, and yeah, I think that awareness is my favorite word in that sense. Like I always try to bring so much awareness to everything that I do. And that means like what goes on in my mind, what goes on, you know, outside of myself. And I'm definitely not perfect by any means or have found this like complete state of relaxation. I think that's the goal, you know, but I think it takes a long time to unwind from that program we have of being really fast and like always 
thinking about what's next and all of that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think this year has been a lesson for me in that as well, because I'm just processing things. Basically, I'm, well, I'm also going through a transit that sort of slows everything down for me. So it takes, it, it really gives me time to bring awareness to everything that's like mm-hmm. not working in my life, you know, mm-hmm. and whether it's the way I think or the way things are running and like, look at the systems in my life and be like, okay, which ones need to go, which is interesting because of, you know, just what's happening in general, it kind of aligns (laughs) with that, right? That energy. But yes, awareness, mindfulness is definitely key for me. Um, And I would say in general, like, I'm not actually a big meditator. I wish I was. And, but for me, it is like the walks outside in nature. Mm -hmm. You know, like that's a walking meditation. Yeah. And yeah. And I always try to make sure that I at least give myself some presence with my breath or something in the morning and, and do those, like, I do a little bit of like energy work to start my day, but yeah. So you don't sit to meditate, but that doesn't mean you don't meditate because like you said, a walking meditation, I believe it's meditation. There's all kinds And it really does come through in your energy, your love for awareness (laughs) and your intention setting. So I just wanted to tell you that. Thank you. Yes, you you seem heavily meditated. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I'm glad I had, I'm glad you perceive me as that way. Yes, I do. And not to say that we don't, we live in a 3D world, right? So, even people who do seem like that, it's not like they're in that all the time, like you said. No. But hey, you said Pluto line. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so this is actually something that my astrology teacher has talked to me about. And we just went over my astro cartography, cool. which is like where your energy, so it's your energy lines, right? So if you look at it, obviously, like we were already saying, you don't need astrology to kind of like figure out where you might feel good or bad in some places, right? Like Mm -hmm. you can already feel into that energy, but you can also look at it from an astrological perspective and see, you know, where you maybe have a Jupiter line or a Pluto line or Neptune and and you'll take on those, um, that energy in those areas but that can also shift as well as a couple so if you are partnered with someone um, depending on what the that area is like for them and then you together so it can shift things like for example if I was living here by myself it might have like a totally which makes sense right like it has it Mm -hmm. would have a totally different energy to it a Pluto line can give someone a little bit of like invisibility, which makes sense to me just because I think I always feel like a little bit of an alien in most places, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and uh, as much as I'm like such a nature, like get outside person, I, I don't necessarily like fit the typical generalization of a person that might live in this area, right? Mm-hmm. So so um, yeah, it's just it's just interesting, right? Mm, very interesting. Yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. gonna, I'm gonna look into that for myself. It's funny yeah. you say that because my husband is away right now for a week, and mm-hmm. I do feel so different in my home energetically. And I thought, 
is that just mental? Because I know he's away. Because I was observing it. And I was like, hmm. And then he said, the two of you together can kind of make a home, different energy. Food yeah. for thought. Well, it, actually, a friend in, of mine and me were having a, a chat last night. And it was exactly like like what you're saying. Totally. Like, we... I mean, again, you're a sensitive person, right? So you must feel different. Obviously, even like I know you have children. So like when your kids are around or when your husband's around and we're going to take on their energy, right? Sometimes without really knowing. So definitely like I will say that when I feel most myself is when I'm completely alone mm-hmm. and and not in a you know bad way like, oh, I shouldn't be around anyone because I, I love to be around people that are special to me. But yes, that definitely can shift the energy in your home, right? So there's that in general. But then also, yeah, even if you thought about it, like, hmm, if I would I still be living here if I wasn't with so and so, right? Mm-hmm. And then that, how that might feel if you were uh, in that space or in that place on your own. And something that I read too is relationship astrology. And that's so interesting because um, you can look at something like synastry of uh, two charts, right? So it would be like, maybe I'd be looking at how you and your husband, how you like, maybe you're helping him in this area of his life mm-hmm. and he's helping you in that area of your life. And also how, how you like your love languages too are going to be different most of the time, right? So it's it's nice to be able to see that within the chart, but then you also have what's called a composite chart, which is the energy of two people together like they were one. So like mm. um as my astrology teacher says, it would be like, you know how they say Brangelina? It would mm-hmm. be like two people became one. They mm-hmm. then have they take on a whole other energy, right? So yes. yeah, it's interesting. Very interesting. And you can do that. It doesn't have to be a love partner. It could be like, you know, you could look at that with a friend or someone you're in business with. And and it could be very interesting and just helps people to see like, I think, again, it's that awareness, right? Like if I know that my Mercury is in, in Taurus, which it is, and my husband's is in Leo, we both have that like fixity in in both of our signs, we're going to approach things like a little bit differently, because I've got that earth element energy, right? And then he's got the fire. And so you can kind of look at those different things. But anyway, Mm -hmm. (laughs) really cool. And yeah, you know, how, how neat it would be to look at somebody who you feel like you have a karmic connection with, Mm -hmm. which is coming into this life. And it's affecting you or you may be kind of resenting or mm-hmm. wondering why the hell is this like this and then you get a hit or a download or a reading or whatever this is karmic like you need to unravel this knot of the two souls that you guys have gone through many lives and there's yeah. all this stuff still that would be interesting because I know we many of us have those types of relationships oh, yes every relationship teaches us something and yes it's always interesting to look at maybe it was something that came here from a past life that we're kind of growing and learning through this relationship or maybe it's even something like you know I always have this pattern of 
dating people who are unavailable, right? And, you know, this person's then come into your life again for you to go through this pattern and then, you know, come to the awareness finally, right? Like, I think everything is teaching us something. And if we look at relationships in that way, it changes your whole perspective, having that awareness. Like when we get those little annoyances, like, oh, why is this person so annoying, right? <laughs> like, yeah. what are yeah. they, why are they always bitter? Why are they this? And it's like, okay, well, if we take it back on ourselves, well, what is this teaching us? Well, maybe it's teaching us that instead of like letting them get to us with their uh, bitterness, that we create bigger, you know, stronger boundaries and all of those things. So there's always something to learn, which is so mm-hmm. good. Yeah, there is always something to learn. And that's really why we're here, right? Earth Mm -hmm. School. You bet. Yes. So I think everyone has their own way of connecting to spirit. And simply by living life, those abilities strengthen and grow. But some people, that's not enough. They need to intend to develop these psychic gifts. I feel like you're one of those people. So when did you set out to develop in this way on the spiritual path or was it with breath work or how did that start out or was it with Reiki? Yeah, so I did have psychic abilities when I was younger and I definitely started, you know, as life went on and I was growing up dim those down or stuff them down, numb them down. And really, I always still had that interest. Like, you know, if if I could pick anything to talk about all night long, it would be something like that or talk to you about ghosts or something, right? Mm-hmm. Like I was still always one foot in. So it was always an interest. I just, I was so intrigued by everything in that area of life. Yeah. So I'm not sure exactly how it happened. I think, you know, what's interesting is I always throughout my life, like I would ask my mom for a Christmas present to go see a psychic. Like mm-hmm. I just, <laughs> I did the same thing. Did you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so that was always, you know, intriguing to me. And how did it start? I think it may have started with Reiki. Yes. And that was just like some, one of my friends was like, oh, I've gone to this Reiki person and they were, it was a really cool experience. And then I went and then I was like, hmm, maybe I'll take this class on how to do Reiki. And, you know, that kind of started that whole thing. And then I, I mean, I was, I was always working these jobs. Like I, I was in sales and marketing. So, you know, regular, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, regular people, jobs, air quotes, matrixy like jobs and uh <laughs> and uh I was like well how do I keep it still kind of practical like I think I was just really trying to find my way and you know psychics would tell me stuff like oh you're really psychic but you know wait to do it later when you're well probably more grown up which makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense right and yeah. I, I don't think I would have been able to like even just seeing the ghost like I did all the time was like a lot for me and it was kind of scary sometimes. So just knowing how to deal with that energy uh, better, right? And and finding a teacher that way. So yeah, I tried to be practical with it still. And I was like, okay, well, I want to help people. So I ended up taking a little bit of some 
coaching courses and I did NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming, which is interesting because it's, they wouldn't say it's energy work, but it just feels a little bit like a little like woo coaching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I really liked that. So it just kind of like started like that little droplets, you know, and then I took this past life workshop that was only like a couple hours in the city. And I was like, I tapped into some past lives. Like I had that come through and I was like, okay, well, this is interesting. And then, so I just kept on and then I do a little bit of that just on my own and past lives of mine would come through. And so I was like, there's something here, you know? So that basically started me to like, I will say it's like a reawakening or relearning, right? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like, yes, you're so right. Like we all come intuitive and some of us are maybe more, well, prone to even just using it on a certain level, right? Like, I don't Mm want to say that. I think anyone can develop. It's just that not everyone's, you know, going to be doing the work that some of these psychics and healers and all of that do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just, I started to, you know, find teachers and did that whole process. And then from there, I studied breath work because it really helped me. Like, it's one of those things that I wanted to be able to provide for other people just because it was so transformational for myself in doing mm-hmm. that. Yes. So many things. So I, and I'm, I love to learn. So I'm always... There's always like something and um, astrology. So I've, you know, done that and still, still learning. Um, there's so much to learn, but it never really, ends. it really never ends <laughs> and, and I enjoy it. Right. But it's like, sometimes I like, even right now I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty good. Like I just, I want to just be with what I have and integrate that and, Yeah. And starting my business, it was all about a lot of shifting for me. I think I started off with what I thought people wanted from me, Mm -hmm. which is not the best way to go about it. And then I really started to be like, hmm, okay, what do I really love to do? I've really now gotten to that point of like, yeah, this is how I want to work. And that's just the way it is, you know? (laughs) And that's how you're going to attract the people who really Mm -hmm. will get something out of it, right? So that's amazing. I'm so glad that you realized that you were doing it for somebody else or trying to search for "Hmm, what do they want from me instead of Mm -hmm. offering what you have and what you're powerful at. So I did an episode about, I'm doing one for each element. We've done air and earth. And in air, I was kicking myself for not mentioning breath work. So can you sum up in your words, what is breath work? How does that work? Yeah, so it's a dedicated time to spend in a breathing pattern. So in a session, what a session would look like would you would be doing a three-part breath for around 30 minutes. And then there would be some time, you know, to relax and integrate the energy that you've just moved through. What it helps you do is your ego steps aside because 
you know, we're giving ourselves that space and we're, we're doing something that the ego's like, what the heck, why are you breathing this way? But then it's like, it has no choice, but just to move aside. So it's a great time and space to get connected with your intuition. It moves stuck energy out of the body because over time, you know, certain traumas or experiences we have, often we hold our breath and then that energy will get stuck in the body. So now we're giving it a chance to just like flow through our entire body. So some amazing things have happened for people in breath work. You know, it. you might have visions, you might, you know, hear your intuition, you might be able to finally move some like as an example, I always give this example because it was quite powerful for me is that I had plantar fasciitis. So it's like that pain on the bottom of your feet. Mm -hmm. And um, for like quite some time that I was going for certain therapies on the bottom of my feet and that was not working at all. I did one breath work session, which was interesting because I had no idea what I was walking into. I was like, oh, breath work, what the heck, right? And I left and then the next day, the pain just went away forever. (laughs) It was like, yeah, it's crazy. So, and I do you I think had, it was a trapped like trauma yeah, or emotion that was yes, manifesting definitely. physically? Absolutely. And I totally believe in how its emotions are often like, you know, that book, Louise Hayes' book, How to Heal Your Life, has mm-hmm. a glossary in the back. And then I always look at that, like whether it's a cold or you have an elbow pain or something there's it everything is related to certain emotions usually and um so I always look there first and it doesn't mean that that's like the be end end all and it's 100% but it's definitely always interesting to look at and one of the things about the pain on the bottom of the feet is that it's an inability to move forward Hmm. and I was like "Mm mm-hmm yep because (laughs) I was still you know, in my, my quote unquote, real people job and, uh, (laughs) and uh, feeling a little trapped, feeling trapped. Yeah. And always knowing that I wanted to do something else and not being happy in that sense. And yeah, and I think was I, I was probably still moving through, I don't know if I was drinking at that time, or if I had maybe quit, but, you know, just feeling, feeling stuck. Like where you're just like, oh, I'm in the same patterns and limiting patterns. And um, yeah, so that's why I offer it is just because it was so transformational for me. Yeah, so I do private sessions and group sessions. I've had one client that uh, she really wanted to get pregnant and she did a breathwork session and she still, she says that she's like, I really think that breathwork session helped me get pregnant. So I think it just helps you move a lot of things, right? Like you're, Mm -hmm. you're giving yourself that presence and that time and, and not every session is going to be some, you know, huge transformation or anything. It's, I always believe it's what you need in that moment. You know, whether mm-hmm. it's small or big or you just feel good after doing it, you know, mm-hmm. it's, but yes, it's, it's been really good for me. And I always, um, I always suggest to people, just do it when you feel called, like you don't, you mm-hmm. could do it all the time if you wanted to, but if you're really feeling a pull towards it, I would definitely give it a shot. Yeah. So following the breadcrumbs, when I first asked you, like, how did you start out? you described 
they came in like little droplets and you would do this and then that. And how I say the same thing is following the breadcrumbs. There's many ways to say it, but you also said do breath work when you feel the call. That's cool because I think there are callings. I think they're from ourself, our higher self, our own soul. Hey, you do this, <laughs> you know, yeah. and you're getting these little nudges all the time, which makes you feel uncomfortable, right? Like if you are in a 3D matrix type job, one of which I still have, <laughs> I have a few different jobs, but so when you get these callings and if you don't have the awareness around you or the very well-developed intuition yet, it just makes you feel kind of icky. And that is your intuition, by the way, listeners. So mm-hmm. if you don't listen and you don't listen and you don't listen, then things start to show up like plantar mm-hmm. fasciitis or mm-hmm. like whatever, headaches or yeah. whatever, yeah. weight gain or so, mm-hmm. yeah. It's all a message. (laughs) We're always getting messages, right? Yes. Yeah. So way to go for following your soul's guidance. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It isn't easy though. It isn't. No, it isn't easy. It's really not easy being human. People think that um, people who I think you and I are similar in hold the light, focus on light and love, that doesn't mean that we are disregarding duality or saying that the dark doesn't exist or being naive in any way. Sometimes people look at people like you and I who are focused on higher timelines and love and light as being naive, which is not the case. It takes hard work to manage your mind and your thoughts to be able to focus on the beauty in life and all the amazing things that life has to offer. It does take hard work because life is hard and it's not really meant to be easy. So when these amazing things happen, we acknowledge them and put our focus on them it brings more because of simply where our awareness is if we see one we can see another and so it is work guys it's not naivety right no exactly (laughs) and yeah the reason why I can see light is because I faced darkness you know what I mean and I've and I've seen darkness and I definitely think it's important to not be naive to it and not to ignore it you know um for myself I always will look at it I'll look at it I'll look at it for a while and then I will say yeah okay I got that I have that information and then you go back to your light right because what makes life beautiful is our positivity and our outlook and the fact that we aren't just sitting in that and being like, I'm a victim to it. You know what I mean? And realizing that there's a lesson or growth in everything and every challenge that we've had. I mean, some of the stuff that I've gone through in my life, I'm like, why, you know, but, but there is always that why there is that kind of like, well, then you, you had this different perspective towards this, or you really woke up to the fact that you needed to leave that job or, 
or you really saw the kindness with someone that came through for you that you weren't sure was going to be there for you. You know, there's so much beauty in all of those things. And yeah, I mean, I really like kind of give myself a pat on the back for the fact that like I am no, I'm not going to be naive about anything. Like <laughs> I'm just like if you tell me something, I'm going to look at it and I want to know. Like I'm a bit of a detective that way, you know. So <laughs> <laughs> me too um, yeah yeah and what's your sign again uh, Sagittarius sun Leo moon Scorpio rising yeah so that's mm-hmm. Scorpio right so Scorpio um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have Look a lot dark. of Scorpio in my chart I, so. I, I could sense your Scorpio-ness <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's hidden in there well, um, the mystery, yeah. the mysteriousness, the the like intense gaze, the the seeking what's beyond the veil, right? Mm-hmm. That is the kind of a Scorpio vibe. And interestingly, you and I share the exact same life path number. So yes. 11, but not just 11, 11 derived from 29. Yes. So there is, I can, I can tend to spot 11s too, because they kind of have a bit of an intensity and they're like the spiritual illuminators and kind of act as a guide and a bridge for people to connect either people to other people or a person to information that could change them, change their path we just have this kind of vision and zoomed out perspective. So that can get kind of serious. I feel like 11s can be quite serious. So how do you break that up? Or do you? I feel like I get downloads from spirit like, oh, don't be so serious. Lighten up, like lighten up your energy. Do you get that? About me lightening up my energy? Because it Yes. And just like, oh, don't take so serious. Like if you start to um, narrow down your view and think, oh, you're looking at something and, and seeing, I don't know, seeing it from a narrowed perspective. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, watch out, zoom back out again. You'll see this from something new. If you lighten up your energy so I guess for what I do is I'll get a little hit from spirit, like, oh, go dance around or sing or go for a walk. Like you got to lighten up your energy and you'll see this differently. Oh, yes, totally. I think that's, that's honestly good advice for anyone, right? It's mm-hmm. like, and it's so true. I mean, we can all be guilty of like narrowing our view on something And again, that's that awareness of just being like, okay, I'm getting too deep into this and maybe even going down like sort of where I feel negative and gross, right? (laughs) Like you're, you're just like your energy doesn't feel good. It's like, okay, yes, come back to yourself, breathe and um, see it from a higher perspective, right? And and especially like in the age of information, right? Like there's so much information coming from everywhere. And, you know, to, if you're going to be looking at information to make sure that you're in a, a good spot with your, your, your nervous system before you're doing that. Yeah. And also realizing that like kind of 
if you almost look at it uh, from a perspective of like, nothing is true. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that Mm -hmm. I mean, so that you, and I don't really literally mean that, but it's kind of like, well, nothing is completely true. Yes. Because I believe that we have such amazing creator energy as humans that if we get too narrowly focused on one thing happening, that we're actually creating that energy. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yep. So instead of like believing that this is right and this is wrong or, you know, it's like, okay, well, yes, there is some truth in everything, say, mm-hmm. but but also nothing is true. <laughs> yeah. Right? I call like, that getting really general. Like yeah. <laughs> if I am getting my focus too much, and I think 11s have the gift of being able to see when we ourselves are doing this. I think we have the gift of being able to see it really well and really easily. Like, oh, I'm going down this. Let's get out of this. But I, so I call it getting re- really general. Do you ever um, listen to Abraham Hicks? No, but I, I do know of her. Yes. Yes. It's yeah. um, Ruth Hicks, I guess, channels Abraham, which is a collective. Okay. Yes. And yes. in order to get into what she calls or they call the vortex like get into the high vibe and the place where you will manifest what you desire the also they call it the high flying discs Um, to get there if you are kind of feeling in a funk get really general and it's exactly what you just said but in different words like oh Mm. nothing is totally true (laughs) Like broaden out your view here because you can see things in a different way and feel better if you just go really big out. Like if you're stuck on something like why this or why that, get really general and find things that are beautiful in the general because it's easy to do if you just get off any topic, right? Yeah, totally. Difficult to explain, but (laughs) it it is. Yes, I mean, kind of also remaining neutral per se, right? Neutrality. It's not to say that. I mean, I definitely have my own beliefs too, and Mm -hmm. what I believe to be true, of course. But I'm just saying that it's important to you know take a step back and have that higher perspective in things and realize that you know a lot of this isn't the ultimate, and and even you know on an an age of information. I mean, I used to work for media companies, so I'm very aware that (laughs) it's one person's point of view. It's Mm -hmm. one person who's writing, sitting down in their office and writing something and then putting it out. Right. And then we, you know, millions of us say might read that article, but it's one person's perspective. Mm -hmm. Right. So just to remember that in this like age of information is that, you're looking at one person's perspective, one person's belief, and it doesn't mean that that's the truth. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? I think it's just important to have awareness for all of that and everything that we've learned, even in our past, right? Like if we look at it from the perspective of like, hmm, it's a possibility that a lot of the things that we learned in life were a lie. Like it's, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like that. And just programming, conditioning, being a part of the 3D world. Yeah. Yeah. It's just um, important. And to always step back and be like, how do I feel about this? 
do I feel like it's true? And that again, is that awareness and mindfulness of being like, if I read something, how did it make me feel? Did I feel icky? Do I feel like this person feels good? Can I feel their energy even, right? Like really tune into those things and just always like step away. That's why like being out in nature is so good. You know, leave your phone at home or if you always have, you know, a lot of interactions with people throughout the day, just making sure you're, you know, you're taking a walk by yourself and like really coming back into your own. How do I feel about this? Because so many of us, we've been kind of like trained in a way to always look outside of ourselves and like ask other people's opinions and that sort of thing. And, and I mean, I think we've all been guilty of it at some point in our life. And I remember when I was, I don't know, in my twenties or something, I was this just particular time in my life. I was like asking everyone's opinion on something. And then I realized that I was just I was never getting the answer I wanted. So I was just like, (laughs) you're like, you're kind of like looping in this still, like just seeking outside of yourself. And you're like, but it's not helping. It's not helping. So you really, it's, it's a lesson always coming back to yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's, yeah. I love what you said, especially about in media, one person's perspective. This article Mm -hmm. is one person who wrote this and somehow like how our world has been shaped it gets in print and people read it and they think oh this is something this is important because it's printed out you know like so I love what you're saying because you're talking Mm -hmm. about discernment and being in touch with your soul's voice like when you say what do I think about this it's the big I the the soul self like not the hamster wheel thoughts that keep going around and around that we can get stuck in sometimes. And mm-hmm. when people are in those searching outside of themselves phases, always asking and never feeling like they're getting the answer, oftentimes it's because they're not recognizing that they aren't their thoughts. And there is this being, which is your soul, who is the real you. And the hamster wheel thoughts is the ego. So you can go beyond that and get answers from yourself. I know that's frustrating to people who are in that moment where they're seeking outside. But yeah, yeah, it's just an interesting topic to talk about. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So you talked about breath work and how it really helped you. I've never sought out breath work. I've never learned it from a teacher or been taught exactly maybe how you would do it but I think I've done it just intuitively on my own have you ever had because I think this has happened to me I'll tell you about it but have you ever had visions or spirits coming through to you mediumistically or predictions or have you had your psychic senses come on board while doing breath work yes yes yeah. And for you saying that, you know, you've done your own breath work, definitely. I mean, and there's so many different styles of breath work too. Okay. So you can find one that, you know, you really like and, and stick with that or, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's so many different ones and, and definitely like, you know, just easy things that we can do like throughout our day. Even for me, I'm not doing my style of breath work throughout the day because that, you know, would take me just 
maybe taking the time to lie down and do all that kind of stuff. But I just always just, you know, putting my hand on my chest and like giving that really like that big breath in and then out. And, you know, so having that consciousness with your breath is so important and, and helps you regulate as well. Right. Yes. I have had personally some wild experiences with stuff that comes through when I do breath work, like amazing, very I um I am generally a visual person. Okay, so yeah, I was going to ask you that. I think that goes hand in hand with the eleven. Just yeah, get you right there because I am very visual and Are clairvoyant you, okay. too. Yeah, yes. So um, and I do generally find that. So just with clients that have done it, if they are someone who normally like will feel a lot, they might feel the energy rather than having visions of things happening. Mm-hmm. You know, um, during breath work. So yes, um, my first experience, I saw so much and just felt a lot of spirit around me. And I, I was, I would hear things and I would see things and it was quite the experience and, um, definitely had an emotional release as well, which is something that can happen with breath work. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, like I said, it's like dedicating that time. And sometimes we need like a a good emotional release, Mm -hmm. right? Because we avoid it in some ways. But yes, um, some people do have psychic type experiences with breath work. So because like I said, you're, you're letting your your ego has no choice but to step aside. Mm -hmm. And then your intuition has that ability to come through. And I mean, because it's so healing, I would say in general, it could be a tool for opening those pathways for someone as well. Because I will say, and no no one really wants to hear this because they want everything to be quick, like we all do, Yeah, (laughs) is that the more healing and awareness that I've brought into my life, the more intuitive and psychic I am, you know? So 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So it just, the more you do things like that and really start to heal and bring awareness to parts of your life that you haven't looked at and grow from those things. And yeah, you're just, you're opening yourself up to be a clearer channel, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're, we carry that like psychic weight where it's like, maybe we're carrying some negative gunk in our body, right? Mm -hmm. And the more we find our modalities that work for us. Like, I'm not saying it's all breath work for me. I mean, I've, it's been a a many things on my healing journey. Mm -hmm. Right. And so a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and I've opened up so much more, even in this past year, uh, things definitely come through for me more smoothly and differently as well. With regard to your intuition, your psychic skills. Yeah. 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 Yes, I'm so glad you made that point that personal development is key to psychic development. People have asked me, why do you talk about psychology or do what is doing the work, meaning working through your traumas, have anything to do with being psychic? Well, it has everything to do with it. <laughs> yeah. It does. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. two go hand in hand are, and are interlinked. And um, it's not to say that you can't have 
clairvoyance or claircognizance if you do have a lot of trauma waiting in your energy body still but clear through that and work through that and acknowledge it and stop bypassing and you'll see that it goes like gangbusters your psychic gifts right yeah yeah Yeah. totally so I'll just tell you one little story about my breath work I was in you know those sensory deprivation tank float tank yeah Mm -hmm. I got that for my birthday it was actually my birthday 13 13 is like my number my husband (laughs) surprised me with it I didn't even know where I was going he just was we were driving and he's like you're gonna be really happy about this I'm like okay and we pull up and I see it's a float place I'm like oh my gosh just not knowing what to expect not having any kind of idea of what's gonna happen and I just laid in there it's 90 minutes totally black totally sound free I didn't have any sound and it's all the temperature of your body right so you kind of get this weightless in space feeling and I started doing like box breathing I did four was I doing like four seconds in hold release for four seconds hold and like box breathing in fours and I feel like it really activated my pineal gland I feel like Mm -hmm. I got a DMT release in my brain or something because I had like um almost a psychedelic trip, totally sober. <laughs> I'm not yeah, in yeah. yeah. So beautiful fractals and colors and tons of color and just not getting any thoughts, just having this like light show in front of me and feeling divine connected oneness to the universe. It was beautiful. And I feel like the the breaths that I was doing, the box breathings did help lead up to that. I'm sure it was a a number of things, but I'll never forget it. And it was, I feel like a third eye activation in a way. And um, yeah, so I think breath did really help facilitate that trippy experience. (laughs) Yes. No, it totally did. Oh, I love that. That's amazing. Yes. And I have, said this before too it's like it's kind of like doing the drugs but not doing the drugs like it's like like those yeah breath work can totally be like that which is awesome I'd love to get the yeah I don't want to do do the drugs to get it if I can get it yeah amazing yeah cool so yeah I'll never forget that and I've been kind of chasing the dragon ever since because <laughs> I've gone into the flow tank like 30 times and Have you? I, wow. yeah I've never quite got that experience but that's okay it's it's amazing yeah. every time anyways so um so Jenny please tell us how can people reach you you have reading offerings you have breathwork offerings uh, astrology offerings talk to us yes so yeah you said it all I've I've got all those offerings and um, I have a virtual group breathwork coming up October 20th on the Aries full moon if anyone wants to join so you can find all that information on my website, which is uh, jennydmiller.com. And then my Instagram is at 
jenny.d.miller. Awesome. And I'll put those (laughs) links in the show notes too. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me. I loved this chat. I could chat with you all day. And thanks so much for coming on. Go check out Jenny D. Miller, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Talk soon. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today, guys. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Jenny. I sure did. In fact, when I hit stop on the recording, we continued to talk for at least half an hour. I wish I didn't hit stop uh, because we had quite a momentum behind us and we were getting really deep. Um, But that said, we're going to continue a chat and this time on her podcast, The Curious Intuitive. So I will let you know when that's out or when that happens. Um, And in the meantime, if you have guests you'd like to hear from or topics you'd like me to talk about, or if you have questions for me that you want me to answer on the podcast, please don't be shy. Feel free to reach out on Instagram or email is the best way to catch me. And I'll put those in the show notes. My Instagram is at spirittalk13 and same for email spirittalk13 at gmail.com. So reach out, let me know what you'd like to hear about. And that's it for today. Until we meet again, friends. Bye.